0: The point of this is to provide the best facts-driven show that we possibly can. Ideally, you have a glue guy who is good. Hashtag blue guy, hashtag locker room guy. You can't go sign Bobby Hole Leak to a trillion dollars. You can't do these things. Very satisfying. The absolute best NYR show in town. This is the Liberty Blue. Rangers
1: Podcast. Rangers Podcast. With Andrew Chelby
0: Andrew and Nick Zeraris. Nick Zeraris. Rangers fans, welcome to Liberty Blue, the best Rangers podcast in town. I'm Andrew Chelney. alongside Nick Zeraris. We scream about the Rangers so that you don't have to. This is episode 54 live on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. And we're available wherever you get your podcasts as well. Earlier today. I was rattling my brain around what in the world we're going to talk about because Rangers have done absolutely nothing for the better part of the last 8 years and we're trying to figure out I texted Nick what I just I just want the Knicks to I just want the Rangers to do literally anything well the Knicks as well but the Rangers for sure right now. And well they listened. P- According to Elliot Friedman, Peter Laviolette is expected to be the Rangers next head coach. Nick, uh, I mean, hey, if it came down between Laviolette and and John Hines, And those are the only two coaches in the world. At least it's not John Hines, right?
1: So it's funny. You you talk about this. I was at a wedding over the weekend. Uh, The groom is a listener of the show. Somebody who got to know over the last few months, somebody who, Ugh, marrying a cousin of my girlfriend So somebody who listens regularly And Saturday in the middle of the reception It's like 11.30, pretty close to the end of the night He goes, what are you guys going to talk about on Monday Because they still haven't hired anybody This is four hours into this man's wedding And he goes, yeah, you guys still don't have anything to talk about Do you? That's how deep this level Of derangement with Ranger fan goes Even, th- this is somebody who came Into the wedding to Bob O'Reilly Okay, Ryan, I know you're listening I, you, We know you're about that action Unfortunately, the Rangers are made an action, and we're we're at a point now where it is what it is. I, I, I've been I, that's the default male male answer whenever there's any adversity in any of our lives. <laughs> it is what it is. We'll figure it out. I'll do what I can. The cliches that you know, the cliches that don't really make you feel good about your mental health or anything, but it is what it is. There's nothing we ourselves are going to be able to do about this to make it feel any better. To to dull this. I was trying to think of why this felt so defeatist. I think it's because two years ago, before they really fired everybody, in that 56-game season, you felt like you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. The younger guys were starting to play more important roles. The team seemed poised to use weaponize its cap space to really add. And like I, we said, the week after they were eliminated by the Devils, They went all in for one and a half runs. They changed the coach to try and get a little bit more out of the group they have right now. That little bit more out of Panarin, Zabinijad, Kreider, Trocheck, Truba, etc. That little bit more isn't the difference between the Rangers being a first round exit and winning the Stanley Cup. That's the difference between them winning maybe two rounds in the playoffs and then losing to say a Florida or a Boston or a Tampa or a Toronto or whomstever. That that's the issue at hand here. Like Laviolette, by he's fine. He, he, him and Gallant are in the same tier of coach to me where not really getting more out of what you already have relatively safe, decent track record, established hockey guy. He's in the club. You more or less know what you're going to get. There's going to be no surprises. So that has been the argument I've read from the Drury loyalists who are still out there for, for some reason that, well, he wants to have a stooge back there so that he can manage the team, coach the team from the GM's box, that the, he wanted a coach who was going to do exactly what he wanted after having two years of Gallant, who didn't do exactly what Drury wanted. So that's the argument for the safe coach, not the uh, not first time coach, which you and I are both in agreement we would have preferred because at least it, it's a sign that, hey, we understand that this didn't work. We need to try something different. We need to try something that hasn't worked for us. You think about who the Rangers have hired. We're assuming Peter LaViolette, if Ellie LA Friedman's correct. Extensive NHL experience. Gallant, I believe, was at six or seven NHL coaches, NHL seasons at that point. David Quinn, first-time coach. Elaine Vigneault, multiple multiple years with multiple organizations. John Tortorella, Tom Rennie. The list goes on and on. We, we know that the Rangers think they're a lot closer than they always are. That's been the defining trait of the Rangers my entire life, that they always talk about this team like it's one player away from a Stanley Cup, that all we need is a little bit of luck to go our way, and we can climb to that mountaintop one more time. And I think it's that fundamental misunderstanding that's going to lead some people to think, okay, this is fine. Peter Lovulet's won a Stanley Cup. He's been to the Stanley Cup Finals two other times with other teams. This is somebody who's shown an ability to find ways to win with heavily veteran-heavy teams. The counterpoint to that is he hasn't won a playoff series, and I want to say it's four years now. The counterpoint to that is this guy wasn't good enough for the Washington Capitals. Like this, uh, the Capitals are on a team, a team on the descent. If you want to argue they're hiring Carberry to kind of focus more on the younger guys and that really that team's only about getting Ovechkin the goals record the next couple of years. Sure. But if Peter Laviolette can't be the field trip chaperone for Ovechkin to break the goal scoring record, what are we doing here?
0: There is kind of this, this idea that Peter Laviolette is a guy. And for the Rangers. Pers- that's all you pers- can say about him. He's a perspective guy. is that That's what he is like. And yeah. I, and again, we talked about this last week. If you and and I, I keep bringing up the, this is your tweet. Like the idea of if you have to show me clips of a coach in standard definition because these clips are that old, then I don't care. I do not care. Please give me somebody with more recent accolades to be excited about. Peter Laviolette w- won the Stanley Cup in essentially the Civil War era of of the NHL. That, w- that might as well be a thousand years ago at the that he won the cup. Like that was a totally different era of hockey, a different era of the NHL, a different style of hockey, different you know like different roster construction, different everything. Yeah, including the broadcast that was in like two forty p. SD, just, like, it was, it was, it was bad, like, and it was, it was 2006, it was 17 years ago, but it might as well have been 100 years ago, so, like, there, there is nothing there that, to me, signifies right now that he is better than Gerard Gallant. To me, this is the same person. To me, this is the same, to me, this is like if Gerard Gallant were to put on a face mask and then continue to be the head coach behind the bench. This is the same guy. He just he put he put on he put on the Joker mask and walked his way to behind the bench. That's just the same guy. Like there is nothing about this hire that is is exciting for me that is that is instilling any confidence in me. Now again like, you know, I I hope I hope the best with 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 any time there's a new head coach, I am hoping that that I am proven wrong and the Rangers win the Stingley Cup in the first year lobby Laviolette. Like that like that's the dream. But if we're being realistic, if we are looking at everything objectively and and looking at all the different angles, Peter Laviolette to me is Gerard Gallant with with the Joker mask on. This is the same person. So why why would you fire Gerard Gallant if you are only going to bring in Gerard Gallant who went to Spirit Halloween and got himself a mask? It's the same person.
1: Well, Andrew, this is where we can talk about tangible things that we know now. Because Drury's had a few opportunities to make big decisions. And whenever things have gotten tense, stressful, he's made impulsive decisions. He has been one a person who has made impulsive decisions. And there will be people who say, well, he's been pretty good at the trade deadline because he's waited. He hasn't met prices. You think about the circumstances in which he got the job. The conditions for taking the GM and president job were... Everybody else is getting fired. We need to start winning right now. That was the mandate he was given by the owner and Glenn Saylor when he took the the two jobs in the spring of 2001. So immediately loads up on older guys who are going to raise the floor but not the ceiling, really lean into the idea of intangibles, toughness, all of the cliche nonsense that we've kind of come to know as not being useful. We know this is somebody who, when he was only the assistant general manager during the bubble playoffs in Toronto, stopped David Quinn's practice to yell at a player who was not under his jurisdiction. You are the assistant general manager. Why are you stopping the coach's practice to yell at somebody who's not on the playoff roster? What are you hoping to achieve by emasculating somebody in front of the rest of a group? That tell that, coupled with him and Gallant having a screaming match after losing to the Devils in whatever that was, Game Four. That tells me this is somebody who is not in great touch with being able to keep a handle on their emotions. Why doesn't he just
0: coach the team then? If he if that, he knows if really... he knows everything about how to coach a team, then why doesn't he do it? This is something I was talking about.
1: This is something Fitz talked about. Uh, Fitz GSN on Twitter was talking about uh, two, three weeks ago. He said, I would respect it more if jury just fired the coach and said, I'm coaching the team too, because then there's no excuses. If it they suck, it's on him. And that's the thing, because they had a really good year last year. Gallant was a coach of the year finalist. They had the Vezina goalie. Fox could have been a Norris finalist. They made it to a conference final. All of the stuff on paper looked good. But then once you start, you know, pull out the magnifying glass, you start looking about how they got as far as they did, what it took to get there. That's when you can start to say, well, wait a minute, this roster is not that great. And that's where we're at right now. The Rangers were handed a great hand. They have had so many things break their way, and that's not a knock against them. Teams need luck in their roster construction, let alone their results. Having Panarin want to come here for less money, landing first and second overall in the draft, Adam Fox forcing his way here, Igor Shosturkin developing as long as he did over in Russia, coming over, and immediately being one of the five best goalies in the league. All of that to get to this point, and you are still at a point where you need more talent, but you are capped out. That's Uh, Like, yeah, I this Lavulette not inspiring in the slightest. I wish it was someone else. I wish it was Jay Leach. I wish it was Chris Knobloch. I wish it was Mitch Love. I wish it was Andrew Brunette. I wish it was somebody that was even a mod, a more the the guy coaching the
0: beer league team. Let's get him in. Let's because at a certain point. You can only retread so much and expect different results. So much. This yeah. Peter Laviolette. I think I saw a tweet. I forget. I forget who. I think it was by John Lane, who writes for He wrote that Peter Laviolette's gonna if if this hire goes through, he's gonna be the first head coach to ever coach the Islanders and the Rangers in in one career. So like this, this man has coached the the Hurricanes, the Capitals, the Islanders, now the Rangers. He's coached the Flyers. The, the Flyers is like this man has coached everybody, and and. He's won one title 17 years ago in 240 P. It might as well have been in black and white. Like that, like that's how long ago it was. It might as well be a silent film. Like these these accolades from hundred years ago. It was ago, on they the Versus Network. That's yeah, how long uh-huh. ago it was. The the, the O L N channel. That that that's that, that's you're you're a hockey lifer if you remember that if you remember OLN. But yeah, like you know, it it just doesn't make fundamentally doesn't make any sense to me. If Peter Laviolette won the cup like three years ago and he just got fired, I would at least see the angle from which Chris Drury was was going after. Okay, oh, I this, see the angle like, he's coming from. It's just a bad freaking angle. I, 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 I mean, that's the thing. I, I would I, like I would at least agree with it slightly more if if Peter Laviolette was a recent cup champion who got who got laid off. Like that would be one thing. But this man. Like he, I think, I think he and uh, and Charlie Chaplin made a movie together. Like that's how long ago he made. He won the Stanley Cup. Wow, so you it's named like, an actor, Andrew. Good for I, you. I, you I did. A few I, I know which. Yeah, that's right. I don't watch movies, but Charlie Chaplin, I know who that is. So like, you know, I I don't it, like to me. This is like I, we we talked about this for weeks and weeks now. This is such. This is the ultimate lateral move. The ultimate lateral move. Like there's no there's no excitement here. There's no kind of like. To me, if you hire a new coach or a new face, the idea of okay, this is the like the, the change is here. This is the new face with new ideas, a new direction. This is where this team is going. With Peter Laviolette, there is none of that. There is, this is, this is a guy who's been in the, in the club for a hundred years. He's coached the same way. He's co- like, this, this, this is, this is his pros as these are his cons. You, you take what you, you, you take what you get. and And that's the end of the story. So to me, there, there's just nothing interesting or nothing to me that, that really says, you know what, this is the right guy for the job. There's nothing about that here. And that is my biggest problem with all of this.
1: So. The two big knocks, you can just have surface level on this. Number one, Peter Laviolette, like I said before, has been available since the regular season ended. The Capitals fired him three days after the season ended. It took you six weeks to say, okay, I guess we'll hire Peter Laviolette. And the only pro we have about hiring Peter Laviolette – He's not John Hines. That's really the biggest endorsement of Peter Laviolette that there is right now. And that tells you a lot about the state of things right now. Like, I, I know, I, I don't think Chris Drury is shrewd enough to have had floated Hines out there to make Laviolette more appealing. This is somebody who very clearly deals in black and white with his understanding of just existence. But it, it tells me that they did not have a plan. That, hey, and there will be people who say, well, maybe they thought they were going to get Quinville. Maybe they... Th- going to get Mike Sullivan I thought they were going to get Babcock that's not having a plan
0: having well, it's a funny plan you mentioned Mike Sullivan because Hunter Hodes who met, recently made a comment that how will Larry yeah. Brooks say that Mike Sullivan's going to the Rangers now well let me tell you something Hunter until it's official I will keep saying Mike Sullivan to the Rangers that is how deeply invested I am in this continue
1: but yeah, that's where we're at right now. I'm supposed to believe that this GM has all these grand plans, but they, they just didn't work out. Then it's not a plan. That's a dream. There is a difference between having a dream and a plan. A plan, you have a clear path to achieving said plan. You, if you want to hire Mike Sullivan, okay, how do we go about doing this? Is this feasible? Are the Penguins going to click? You're going to hear a click as soon as you finish your sentence, which is what happened. Why would the Penguins have let Mike Sullivan go to a division rival? Why would the Hurricanes have let Rod Brindamore go to a division rival? None of the uh, none of the BS that we are being told about what these grand plans were makes any sense. It's why I've been of the opinion there is no grand plan. He waited. He waited. Okay, maybe Sheldon Keith becomes available that's not a plan if you do not nope. have a clear means of making it happen you are you're dreaming you're it's great it's nice like i arthur staple writing it four or five times in the last month and a half that oh yeah we're gonna they wanted to hire mike sullivan or rob brindamore that doesn't mean it's true that doesn't mean it was going to happen right you can't give people credit for things that they say i can say hey the hired John Cooper you said last week or the week before I forget which one I can say that I'm not an NHL GM I do not get paid bazillions of dollars for my opinion I can say hey maybe you should just hire a good coach from another team that's not you don't deserve credit for that and that's my big gripe here is he's been given a pluses for okay moves and then when it comes to the bad ones it's well you got to see what the big plan is you got to see what the big there is no big plan they have made impulsive decision after impulsive decision. They got, they felt they got out physical, out-bodied. Tampa outlasted them, so they went and got Vinny Trochek who is a fine hockey player, but makes too much money for what he is, does not provide any excess value based on how much they're paying him, and doesn't fill a need that they had. He doesn't play the style of hockey that they need. But we need somebody who's tougher. We need somebody who plays a straight line game. Well, nobody else on your team plays a straight line game. So dropping one straight line guy is not magically going to make the other not top nine forwards start playing in a straight line manner. And that's the issue here. I I do not think the Rangers understand what makes these guys successful. they just see somebody who's had success, drop them in their team, and then express all kinds of amazement that it's not working. It, what do you mean these guys aren't good? What do you mean they're not playing well? What do you mean our captain's the fifth best defenseman
0: on our team? Chris Drury has assembled the Rangers roster like you would in NHL 23B where GM, yep. where you, you just look at overalls and say, hey, this is a great team. Go out and win. That like that's essentially what they're doing. And in NHL 23, it's it's pretty straightforward that like, hey, if if your fifth defenseman is an 87 overall, and you have like all of these really good guys on you know on paper on your be a GM team, then you should win a lot of games and you should win the cup. Reality is not that simple. No. And. Well, also Jacob Chuba is not very good at hockey, but that's not, you know uh, he ain't been overrating him for let's, a while. He's, let's been, put in that, let's put He's been in aside. the eighties. Let's put that aside. This is this while. is not the week for 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 Andrew to yell about Jacob Truba. But like overall, if you look at guys that like, hey, this guy worked really well in that system, but hey, we're gonna sign him and just expect him to do well in a in a new city, new environment, new head coach, new everything. Just gonna drop him here, and he's he's an eighty six overall. Ah, he'll be he'll be fine. Like this is this is the approach that the Rangers are kind of looking at. And now again, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but that's essentially what they're doing. Is like this is what it this is how it reads as somebody that follows this team is they are not looking at the the how a how a player can fit. Into the jigsaw puzzle that is the Rangers, they look at, hey, Vinny Trocek fit really well in the in the Hurricanes puzzle pieces in in the, in the Hurricanes puzzle, so he could be a great fit here. But they, but he didn't stop to think, does does the piece fit? Does it fit into the puzzle? Because you can like if you're looking for if you're looking for one of those pieces that's like that that's a corner piece, and and you think that Jacob Trouba can fit in there but none of his angles support the, the, that dark, that corner piece, then why are you bringing him in here for? Does it fit?
1: One of the things that's funny about that, you saying that, is that that's always the rebuttal we people in the analytics community get from people who have a, non- a bunch of numbers at the end of their ads and profile pictures wearing Oakley sunglasses is it's not a video game. You don't know what you're talking about. Numbers aren't the entire thing. You should tell the GM of your team that because he is repeat not just him. Uh, This goes back to Jeff Gordon's tenure as GM as well. It goes back to Glenn Sather's tenure as GM. They like big names. They like guys who have counting stats. Who do, They don't really care about how they get the counting stats. They just want the counting stats. They drop them on the team and then it doesn't work for a number of reasons because, like we said, nothing happens for one reason. And it gets to be you're at the point now where you are effectively capped out. You cannot add to this roster without sending somebody out. They are going to trade Goodrow this summer if they aren't intend to add anyone. If they just re-rack this team with Will Cooley and Zach Jones in the spots open I have a hard time believing that's gonna be what jury's gonna die on his shield on. Because I'll say this now. They missed the playoffs next year. I could see out. both of them getting fired. I could see both of them getting fired if the Rangers miss the playoffs next year. I don't think that's gonna happen because frankly, Igor's too good. Yeah. In the regular season, they will play well enough to win 45-50 games. I do want to circle back to something we were talking about a few minutes ago, and I lost my train of thought when it was my turn to speak. But once again, bad things can be blamed on Jordan Binnington. We were nine minutes away from Barry Trotz being the GM, (laughs) coach, and president of this hockey team, and Jordan Binnington shit his pants and let in two goals from the blue line. We were nine minutes away from none of this happening from Barry Trotz being the coach of the team, having an an outsized influence in the personnel, because that was very clearly something Barry wanted, that he didn't get on Long Island, why he left the job, why he ended up taking a general manager job with Natsby, and to be frank, I've heard better things from Barry Trotz as the GM of the Predators in the two weeks he's been the GM than Chris Drury in the three years he's been the GM of the Rangers. But that's neither here nor there. It's just, again, this is Jordan Binnington's fault. I I, I hope that man has the most miserable existence.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I mean, the the St. Louis Blues, for for all of their faults... Probably the biggest one is, is letting Biddington continue to play hockey because that man was, that man's reason the Rangers are where they are right now. And like that, that is the most like the, that, that Hang
1: on. Uh, I know what I need to do. I know what I, oh, you keep oh, talking. Oh, oh. I had a good it's, idea. It's,
0: it's that meme of, I, I think it's from that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I think, I think of like, of, I don't know the characters because I don't watch the show, but like one of the characters is like has like all these things on the on the map, and he's like he's pointing at something like with with this crazy expression on his face. Like that's like that's essentially what this this whole conversation is. But like they really were if they lost that game against the Saint against the against the Blues, which they should have lost because they were terrible that game. They only came back in that third period. You know, Jordan Bennington was. Atrocious, and they scored a bunch of goals, and they won. But if they had rightfully lost that game, as you said, like this, this would have been a totally different path that the Rangers went down on. Because, like, uh, we, it it is fair to assume it is is very probable to assume that if they had lost that game, there was going to be a lot of changes, a lot of changes, and so. It's all Bennington's fault you know what at the end of the day it's it's uh, this is this is where this is where the Facebook fans win because it's not on Chris juryrade anymore it's on Jordan Bennington
1: it really is unfortunately yeah I, I I'm in the process of making an important meme I can tweet from the show account but what it it the overarching theme and this is something I've gotten in my replies more than once the last few weeks is it feels very clearly that Drury's pretty reactionary, that he's making the decisions based on stuff that has happened as opposed to accounting for what will happen. And that's why they're kind of strung strung out now. They don't have a lot of flexibility. All he can do to try and get better results is to change the coach. And that, unfortunately, is where we're at right now. Changing the coach may or may not help. But at the end of the – and I hate saying at the end of the day because I sound like I'm on PTI – but at the end of the day – you need more from it is, At the end of the
0: day, it is what it is. How about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, don't. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about this. I'm really trying. <laughs> like, I'm looking at the box score from that game, and the Rangers were down three. They were down 4 to 2 going into the third. Andre scores, Alexi Lafreniere scores, and Chris Kreider scores in the final 16 minutes of regulation. And that saves his job. That is what saves Gawan's job is those three goals in the third period and Jordan Bennington melting down.
0: Great. I'm so I'm so happy the Rangers won that game so that we can end up talking about how Peter Lovey that's gonna be the next that coach the Rangers. I I for one, I'm so thankful for that, for that dweeb over there in St. Louis who fights everybody because he can't stop a beach ball. I for one am so happy about that.
1: We're in hell, bro. I I hate to be that guy, but this is not the good place. We are not where we thought we would be a few years ago. The entire elevator pitch for sucking in 2018 and 2019 was that eventually there would be young guys who could carry a lot of the load. Best I can do for you is two 45-point forwards, one of whom is above average defensively, and the other one who looks nothing like a first overall pick. So other than that, things are going very well based on flushing two years down the toilet.
0: Uh yeah I like it, it's and I don't want to be the, the you know somebody that's like oh this is all negative like this is all yeah, this is all going down going down the drain but we have to look at this objectively and again like if we're wrong and the rangers win oh, win the well, cup I mean with La Violette, that's great we're gonna be the first ones at the at the at the party, the first ones at the parade. Like we are, we are gonna be, you know, like we're at we're gonna be as excited as, as as everybody else there. But objectively looking at the the place that the Rangers are in right now, to to place this kind of blind happy go lucky, oh, it'll be fine. Just 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 a whole just you wait, it's, everything's gonna be peachy. Nah, bro, like that's not how reality works. Hey, this whole this whole thing of oh like you you're so negative you're you're so this it's like okay well that's because we live in reality and not everything is not everything is positive like Peter Laviolette is not a positive hire the the moves that the Rangers have made are also neutral. not yeah at, at best, best he's, neutral. he's neutral the the moves that the Rangers have made are at best neutral as well they're not positive either like these these are situations. where... You know, even the the biggest highlight of all this is like the, is the Patrick Kane situation, where we spent literally months talking about why that's a bad idea. The Rangers did it anyway. He scored that one goal in the playoffs that made everybody lose their minds, even though he did absolutely nothing else the entire rest of the way. Like, and and because he made that one good play everybody that is a, is a patrick kane defender goes oh well uh, but he made that one good play. what are you talking about but he made that one good play. hey that one good play. it's like dude you you have to look at everything. you can't just look at one particular thing and say okay this is like you can't read one page out of a book and expect to know the entire story. you have to read it all. To understand the the entire picture of of what is going on, and right now, based on June twelfth of twenty twenty three, when the Rangers are supposedly or slash expectedly or will be hiring Pierre Laviolette, it is like there's nothing for me right now to be like, yeah, like this is like this is a positive direction for this team. I don't see that, and and that is at the core my issue with what's going on with this organization right now.
1: Originally I had, you know, a slideshow. I had a good like 30 minutes of talking points about how to fix the Rangers defense schematically, what they could do to do maximize Braden Schneider a little bit more, how they can get more out of Jacob Truba. And then we got the news we got today at about three o'clock that they're probably gonna end up hiring Peter Laviolette. And I've had like six different people text me L'Aviolette L O L. And three of them are Capitals <laughs> fans, which makes sense. And yeah. that's really how yeah. I like to measure um. That's how I like to measure any transaction hire firing is if you go on social media and yes, yeah, social media is a very um, siloed view perspective of anything. But if you go in the replies of any of the insiders after breaking news and you see thing, you see LOL, you see that's generally a decent gauge in understanding what other people think of the move. Because you will see people being like, oh, damn, that's good. I'm scared of them now when it's a good move or a good decision. The Rangers hiring Peter Laviolette is being met with unanimous laughter and at best, tepid golf applause. At best, they're getting this. <laughs> that is the absolute best. Like I said before, the one notch you've got if you're Peter Laviolette is you're not John Hines. You are not a devil's reject. You're an Islanders reject, you're a Hurricanes reject, you're a Flyers reject, a Predators reject, a Capitals reject, but at least you're not John Hines. That is what you got for you going for you right now. And sure, the Rangers will probably make the playoffs, but let's, by the GM's own admission, the goal is to win the Stanley Cup. What is the GM prepared to do to make that more than just a goal? Because right now, winning the Stanley Cup is like hiring Mike Sullivan. It's a great idea. I would love to do it, but there is no path for this group to get there that isn't Shostakin turning into Dominic Hashik for three, two and a half month, and a half I NHL mean, so playoffs. What like a month and a half, eight weeks, ten that's weeks, d- ten depends, weeks?
0: Depends on how long the series go. But yeah, right yeah, but,
1: but about ten weeks. That that's the plan for the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup right now is Igor Shesterkin to turn into Dominic Hashik for ten weeks, and that's not a plan. Sure, that's what Florida can, did. Yeah, and look what happened once he turned stopped being Dominic Kashuk.
0: That's right. That's that the, is- the, the the Panthers have realized, oh yeah, the stalls are not good at hockey talk
1: what I was watching the game the other day and I saw the graphics the lineup graphics and I was like they have two good defensemen how did they make the Stanley Cup final like I, I was genuinely like they have Brandon Montour who doesn't give you anything defensively he's good offensively he's got good puck skills and you've got Ekblad, who's got like the knee cartilage of a 75 year old those are your only two good defensemen Raskogudis is, is
0: pretty he's decent he's decent he's yeah, be, like, yeah. I I would I would rather have him on my team than some of the people that we have on our team right now As but yeah ratrack He's not the. He's not the. Is not like a top two defenseman. Not one of the best in the league. But he's a he's good defensive He's he's, he's, dude, yeah. he's somebody that if you put in the top four, top six, he's a, he's a reliable defender.
1: Yeah, I'll sure. give you that. Okay, so three out of six, by that measure, okay, I can see the argument. Hey, maybe the Rangers aren't that far away. We have been doing this since the two thousand four two thousand five lockout. They cannot be just as far as the goalie wants to take them. They had one of, if not the best goalies of the modern era. And the best he got was five games in the cup final to a team that, with a little more scoring, the Rangers probably could have beat. You you lose three games in overtime, two of them in double overtime. Okay, I get it. You got a bad luck of the draw. But only one cup final, that's where you start to get like, well, so we're, we're just going to do this in perpetuity? They're going to keep spawning great goalies and maybe making conference finals once every four or five years? That's the best this team can do? And that's what's so frustrating about it is – They've got infinite resources, infinite resources, and they don't put any of it into making the organization run better. They put it into garbage. They put it into they okay, I'm not going to shit on the marketing campaigns cuz just like just but like god man, what are we pissing our money away on? Have as many analysts and assistants as you can. Put as much resources as you can into getting a better scouting department, a better director of player personnel, a better leader of player development because we've been complaining about player development i want to say since they were using wooden sticks i might be wrong about that but
0: well they have Jed ortmeyer and tanner glass so i i don't i don't know how you could how you could possibly do better i i genuinely just guys being dudes man the uh, leagues have
1: somebody who's a medical doctor and a gold medalist in two as a, one of the directors of player development, yeah, best I can do is a guy who had to retire because of a medical condition, and somebody whose best act, best traits were that he got punched in the face a lot and was good. Scored for that morale. goal on Carey Price. Hey, you know what's crazy about that? That you say that that game is the last time the Rangers won a playoff game where they didn't score a power play goal. Game one of the twenty seventeen. Wow. Cop- playoffs where that was the last time the rangers a won a game with a power play because i was a looking stat. into this. i was looking into this because i wrote that thing about mika out a few weeks ago about how when they don't score on the power play so i went through every single box score between this year against the devils all the way back until i found the game where they won without scoring a power play goal but yeah that goes to show you they rely too much on the power play and on the goaltending and that's where the, the rangers are at sure they can make the playoffs maybe you want to argue well, the- isn't as good. Maybe. Right now, you're probably the fourth or fifth best team in the East. You have the best or one of the best goalies in the world. The GM will say, "I'll roll the dice. I'll spend another draft pick at the deadline. Add another top six forward, and see what happens." That that's where we're at. We're 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 Sisyphus rolling the ball up the hill, doomed to repeat what we just did with Henrik Lundqvist. Now with Igor Shosturkin.
0: Uh you know, I, I, there's just there's no. Light at the end of the tunnel right now. If there was some, if there was maybe even like a a, a massive prospect, the Rangers are are developed like a Shosturkin. Like if the Rangers had a forward like Shosturkin that 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 was like hidden away in the depths of Sweden or somewhere that like that wasn't getting coached by the Rangers system because we all know that they can't they can't coach a young player to they're in absolute lives. If they had, you know, if if they had a, a Connor Bedard type, I'm not saying obviously Connor Bedard because he's a, a generational number one talent, but like, you know, if they had, Bro, if they ha- take a
1: Travis Konechny in the pipeline right now, so I don't like, even need-
0: there's there's nobody in the pipeline that is like this is That's going to mover. change the dynamic of this team. Nope. There's nobody in the pipeline. There's nobody currently that is feasibly out there that the Rangers could could acquire. That'll currently do that without moving a lot of pieces out, and there and Peter Laviolette is just Gallant with the spirit Halloween mask. Like this, like this is it. This is who we got, and take it or leave it. Like there's there's no getting out of what the Rangers have right now with Chris Drury at the helm, and this is this is who he wants. This is who that's just who we got, and eat Arby's.
1: Yeah, that's best I can do for you right now is eat some Arby's. Maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe they can get lucky. Maybe they can get on a crazy PDO heater like Vegas has. But the thing is, Vegas is actually good at, at five on five, and they blow teams out in the games where they have the crazy PDO because the other team is just funneling pucks on net from every angle because they're down three goals. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to get in before we
0: wrap up? You want to laugh at Darren Dreger really quickly because he's a he's an old man influencer instead of an insider?
1: Nah, I can't touch that one. No. I can't touch that one on air. If you want to make fun of him you can, but I can't touch that one.
0: I mean, it's just, you know, he's out here tweeting like, "Oh, thanks to whoever the go- the, go- the the golf thing. I don't even know who, what it was, but like he got some golf thing." He's like, "Hey, hey, hey look, I got the sponsored thing. Look at this." Instead of doing anything remotely to his job that's you know we, we we will we like we'll just continue to talk about this every week because you know what it happens every week from the insiders I just you know it is it is the most frustrating thing on the planet that the NHL has insiders that care more about being influencers than insiders whereas you know again like like in basketball media where I I'm fortunate enough to work in Woj and Chris Haynes and Shams and all these guys they care about the scoop first and sponsor stuff later. I just wish it was the same in the NHL. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, it would be nice. Like we did in an entire 35 minutes of this podcast based on a tweet that may or may not bear out true because nobody can verify anything.
0: Just I, I make it make sense, you know? I I just I just want good insiders again. I I want I can we can Woj? Switch careers and 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 be in the NHL, please. That would that would make my day. Is if Woj would not switch careers, like just just switch switch sports leagues and say, hey, I'm actually a big hockey. Hey bro, fan. Shams me do, be breaking like, everything. Shams this.
1: had Trump getting COVID. Shams Sh- had Shams, Shams, did,
0: <laughs> Shams did have a lot of a lot of non basketball stuff. Yeah, like he he's breaking like football draft. Yeah. Tweets like he's 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 got he's got sources of other places so yeah. I, I mean, need to Shalms know how
1: I need to know how Shalms knew Trump had COVID because that was so ridiculous that he I was yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who wrote
0: that. Yeah, like that 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 you know what like that is silly. If if nothing else, that is the silliest thing I've I've, I've ever seen as as somebody on sports Twitter media. Like that is crazy thing about like this is a man who's who's breaking like bat NBA things occasionally. He has he has inside information on. On NFL stuff. And then he's like, hey, by the way, this guy is COVID. talk. Like, how how do you know? You know what? But you know what though? It doesn't matter because Darren Draker's an influencer. So who cares?
1: Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Little Bitty Blue Podcast. We're available on all the major plat- for- podcasting platforms, YouTube as well. Follow along on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if Whenever they formally announce this hire, if one of us is free, we'll get we'll throw something short up just to kind of tie a bow on these thoughts. But we will actually start talking about hockey next week because there won't be news to break, hopefully, because there's no trades to make because they have no cap space. So We have we'll the see- draft soon. Soon, TM. Yeah, soon. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, have a good one later.